1: So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Had get 30 30 you get 30, but get 20 20 20 to get 20 20 to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. Sold. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch.
0: $45 up front for 3 months plus
2: taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Hey guys, it's Candice. Nope, that's a lie. It's Kayla, because Candice is shooting an awesome movie in Atlanta, and we are so excited for her. Um, and she'll be back soon. But today, I have a dear friend and a really talented woman on the podcast. We are here with Renee Barge. Renee, hi. Hi, this is so fun. And this is so fun. So you uh, you guys know Renee from Extra, and you from a lot of different things. but um You are so talented at interviewing people that I feel really honored to have you here today. I mean, you guys, the other day, Renee said to me, oh, I I just have to leave early because I'm going to go interview Oprah. And I was like, "Um, I'm sorry, what? And it wasn't the first time you interviewed Oprah either, right? No, I think it might have been the fourth or the fifth time, but it still is exciting every time. She still blows my mind. And you're so good at this. I listen to your podcast all the time, and I'm blown away because you're just the same in person. Like you're an incredible conversationalist. So I'm learning from you, girl. So you're saying that I could interview Oprah, 100. <laughs> oh my god, tomorrow. <laughs> and not only that, you took a picture with Brad Pitt at the Once Upon a Time Ta- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. premiere, and I texted you immediately, like, "Oh my god, this is a dream." Because he is someone that I, ever since I was little, I think he was my first crush ever. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Um, he was amazing. He, I you definitely time stopped stops when you're talking to Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. He's got that thing, you know, like that presence and he stares into your eyes and he will touch you, like just touch you on the arm and it's literally like that little girl and you just falls apart that's amazing but it's funny you said first crush because I remember when we first met we talked about one of our first crushes and I just interviewed him the other day for the first time Devin Sauer remember we talked about this I just met him wait what's he like he's so lovely (laughs) and I just thought it was so crazy because I think one of the first times we met we talked about how he was our first crush and probably most girls our age it was like either Devin Sauer or Jonathan Taylor Thomas yeah or both yeah well yeah definitely (laughs) well I haven't met Jonathan yet but Devin's now (gasps) that's amazing well you guys we don't have JTT Devin Sauer or a Pit on today, but we do have an amazing guest. We have Laura Lee, a trained doula, and she is really special to me because she came to our house and taught us everything we needed to know, all of our birthing classes before Poppy was born. And she was so full of information. And you guys have been emailing us to have a doula on and to discuss birth. So I thought, why not fulfill that need? So stay tuned. We have an awesome interview with Laura coming right up. And we are here with Laura Lee. Hi, Laura. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. So we've had so many people email in and text in and DM us about having a doula or someone who's just really well-versed in birth, the birthing process and preparing for it, the experience of it and afterwards. So we're really happy that you're here today. So for those who don't know, what is a doula?
4: So a doula is uh, a mother's helper. A postpartum doula essentially mothers the mother. When she comes home from the hospital with her baby, they will do anything from newborn care to making meals to just caring for you, essentially making sure that you have everything you need in this new journey. A birth doula or a labor doula is someone who's with you throughout your birth process. So you may meet a few times prenatally and they talk a little bit about what happens during labor and delivery. Um, And then when you actually go into labor, they're there with you throughout the entire birth. And if they can't be there, then they'll get a backup to come and be there with you. Let's say you have a 48-hour birth. A lot of doulas can't stay on their feet for 48 (laughs) hours. They can't? (laughs) What? (laughs) So they'll usually have a backup come in and and help you out. The, The purpose behind it is so that the laboring mother is never alone while giving birth. It's such an important experience for you that sometimes a partner will be sleeping or, I mean, especially, I'm I'm not dogging on men in any way, but (laughs) birth is really women's work if we're we're being honest. And so it's nice to have another woman in the room telling you everything you're experiencing is normal, like providing for pain techniques, Mm -hmm. helping you with massage, Uh, All of those things a labor doula will do. She's also sort of a liaison between you and the healthcare professionals. Nurses, labor and delivery nurses usually have three or four patients in rotation. So it's very difficult to get a nurse to stay in and chat with you when she's got three or four other people who may be laboring down or actually pushing. It's nice to have a doula come in and say, oh, these contractions are normal, All of this is happening the way it's supposed to. And that way, if your partner needs to take a break or go get something to eat or take a shower you have someone there with you. Yeah. I did not have a doula during my birth and I, there were
3: so many moments and listen, my husband is involved. He is the one of the most involved people. Um, I know, but there were so many moments when I was like, Oh, it would be nice to know what this is exactly. I mean, you're right where you are in the, tr- in the contractions. And when they tell you how far dilated you are, I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know. Because mm. as prepared as I felt, I feel like you could never truly be prepared enough for that whole experience. So, um, um, I I'm so happy we have you on. We should have had you on before I gave
4: birth. That would have been really helpful. Um, what's the, What's the difference between a doula and a midwife? So a midwife, a uh, practicing nurse midwife, is a, a clinical provider of uh, care. So if you need to be checked, let's say cervical dilation, a doula will not do that. They won't do any medical care that you need done Uh, a midwife is going to actually deliver your baby she's going to check your vital signs she's going to chart everything that's going on if you need oxygen she's going to provide all of that for you any medications you need midwives are essentially obstetricians without the obstetrician part of it so they won't do c-sections midwives but they can birth uh, vaginally Um, I'm not really sure on the distinctions between a nurse midwife and an obstetrician as far as their code of scope of practice but I can say that uh, a doula won't do any of the medical care for you they're there to provide emotional physical um, and spiritual support Um, so what is the difference between a water birth and a regular birth so water birth is a a birth that takes place immersed in water. A regular birth, meaning like a vaginal delivery. Now, all birth is birth. Let's just be clear about that. A cesarean birth is a birth. A vaginal birth is a birth. A medicated birth is still birth. All of that is absolutely all valid choices for birth. A water birth just happens to be a choice. And you're immersed in water as you're going through your contractions. And as you begin to push, the baby is born into the water and comes up out. The water. It's a really serene experience. A lot of home births are based in water. Uh, Birthing tubs are blown up and can be taken down in a lot of birthing centers. Sometimes they're just big giants like spa tubs that people birth in. Um, I know. In certain areas of the Black Sea, women go there to have birth in, in the sea. In, they give birth in, the, in sea. the sea. Yeah, well, it's really super salty, I think, oh. and so the babies buoyantly float up. And there's a whole movie about it. It's worth checking. Oh, out. What is I'm the movie out. called? Oh, I'll have to. I'll have you guys to look will it have, it, have it in our show link, Yeah. so you can I'll
0: see. Look at okay, sounds cool. amazing.
3: I just want to see all these babies popping out yeah. of the water. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. The visuals
4: great. And so having a water birth really relaxes the muscle. Being in water in general is very relaxing. It's it's nice to have your partner in the tub with you. It's you're contracting in a sort of more weightless state. You're not pushing against gravity. So the partner meaning that usually the husband or whoever the partner is
3: would be in the in the mm-hmm. Tub with you? Yes. Wow. Yes. Your sister Danielle. Yeah. Yeah. She did a water birth. My right? sister did a water birth, and it was incredible. And her husband was behind her as well, holding on to her. And yes. I mean, it was beautiful. But yeah, it's a very intimate situation.
4: Very intimate because let's be honest about birth is very messy. There's mm-hmm. lots of fluid involved. It's not just about. It's not clean. Uh, you know, you're not clean. It's it's a little it's a little dirty. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if it were easy, then everyone could do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess maybe not everyone. But <laughs> but do you believe that there's benefits to it? Or I think if if it's beneficial to the person. Mm. I, there are some schools of thought that believe that water births can be um, detrimental to babies. Babies are rushed to NICU because of lung aspiration, things like that. But I don't see that as being a commonplace. I see that as being very rare. Mm. Um, water births people swear by them. If you want to have a natural home birth, a water birth, people love it. Uh, but again, birth is really about choice, mm. choice for the woman, choice for the partner. It It, it is going to take some level of uh, intimacy between your partner to climb into a tub with you and the with everything going on. <laughs> uh, and so that's definitely a choice you'd have to make together. Yeah. Um, I feel like that should be a prerequisite when dating. Would you get into a tub with me while I'm giving birth <laughs> right. and see what they say? <laughs>
3: the answer you, better be yes. <laughs> Run. Right. How do you feel about blood and
4: water? Right. Like, let's talk about
3: that. What I love is you have this philosophy that there, there's no right way to raise a baby. And it seems mm. like it's the same with there's no right way to birth a baby. You really, It really is just about choice. Um, are there mm. any tips and tricks you have t- for our listeners to get the most most out of their birthing
4: experience? Absolutely. I think do your best and let go of the rest Mm. because you could have an immaculate birth plan. You could have everything laid out exactly the way you want it and your baby could derail all of that. And nothing is set in stone when it comes to birth. You could be completely like, I want an epidural. Absolutely. At one centimeter, I don't want to feel anything. And then you sleep through all your labor and you're at nine centimeters before you go to the hospital and there's no place for an epidural. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you have been pushing for three hours and you've been in labor for 24 hours and you really, really wanted to have an unmedicated vaginal birth. And your baby's head's just too big or your pelvis is too small or something else happens and baby's heart rate drops and you're in a C-section situation. Nothing is really set in stone when it comes to birth. So do your best. And let it go. That's such great advice. Yeah. I mean, my, I, the baby's heart rate did
3: drop when in during delivery for me, and that was really scary. And they had to come in. I mean, it was there was one nurse in the room, and then suddenly there were ten in the room, right. and it, I felt like it was almost NASCAR where they were came in and did <laughs> did what they needed to do, and then everything was fine, which is so great. But you're right. There's just so many unexpected things because one second I was fine, and then the next second mm-hmm. I just wasn't. And mm-hmm. you could see it on there. I mean, they were so professional because you could tell that there was something going on, but they. just did their thing. And then I was fine. But my poor husband is like, what do you want
4: me to do? Where do I go?
3: And they're like, just sit in the corner. You know, he's like, okay. (laughs) And in
4: that situation, a doula would have been amazing. Yeah, exactly. Because then a doula could have said to your husband, listen, this is totally normal. All hands on deck. This is what happens when baby's heart rate drops. And then adversely come to you and said... This is totally normal. They're going to fix whatever's going on. Perhaps it's a position thing. Maybe baby's laying on the umbilical cord. Who knows? But we're all good. If there's cause for alarm, they'll let us know. Uh Right now, there's no cause.
3: So doulas aren't just for the mother. They're for everyone in the experience. (laughs) Oh,
4: yes. In fact, when I had my baby, I had two. One for myself and one for my husband. Wow. So that we could have, they themselves, the doulas, could take a break if they needed to. And my husband could have someone there always saying, this is fine. She's fine. It's normal. And one doula specifically to be with me for the entirety of my labor. That's amazing. And did the doula stay after you gave birth as well? Most doulas will stay after. Um, For me, it wasn't the situation because I am a Postpartum. So (laughs) that was kind of like, well, what are you (laughs) going to do? I I know it all. Thanks. I I know what I'm doing here. So (laughs) thanks, but go get some rest. My labor was also 24 hours. So they needed to get a break. They needed to go home and rest.
3: If someone has a birth plan, though, like you were saying before, and things Mm -hmm. go crazy as a doula, if they've told you, I want to do it this way, are Mm -hmm. you there to encourage them to stick to the plan or are you just kind of stepping back at that point?
4: Well, it's a, it is a dance. It really is a dance because if they say, I absolutely don't want medication and then come 16 hours in, they're grabbing my face <laughs> and saying, if you don't give me an epidural, I'm going to pull your head off. Then absolutely. <laughs> I like, bet that happens too, yeah, right? <laughs> it absolutely does. <laughs> there are some times when, you know, things just you, you are unexpected and you just don't Know which way it's going to go. So, you do have to tread lightly. Now, for example, if you have a birth plan and your medical team or care providers tell you, okay, this is not going to work for you because baby's heart rate is dropping or because of A, B, and C, then my job as a doula is to talk you emotionally into the steps. So, what questions do you have? How long do we have before we have to make this decision? Do you want to be alone with your partner to make this decision? Would you like me to step outside? Is there anything I can do to help you ease you into the trauma of losing what you thought was going to be your perfect birth and move into what is going to actually be your birth, which ultimately is healthy mom, healthy baby? Mm -hmm. You... So for those who
3: don't know, Laura came to the house and taught us everything we needed to know, which was amazing. And so that's why I wanted to have her on the podcast. Um, but you gave me a birth plan to follow and sort of a, a letter to give to the hospital. Like, hey, this is what I'm expecting, which I think is so great because mm-hmm. it makes it clear for you. It makes it clear for the nurses. Everyone involved now knows what the plan is. Right. Um, but I was joking, laughing because I was also a week before my my baby was due. Um, We were throwing a bridal shower for my brother's uh, fiance and I had this really sparkly gold paper in the printer, printing out all these name tags and games and things. Well, I printed my birthing plan out on that, unbeknownst to myself, and showed up with this like really gold sparkle birth plan for the nurses. And then, you know, I was like, you know what? Might as well. Sure. Now I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) have it. It was legitimately like sparkle
4: gold paper. So... I love you know, and, you know, those nurses are like, this lady is stylish. Look at her plan. <laughs> she's so prepared. They were like, oh, she God, she's going to be like
3: crazy. She's magical. <laughs> but it went really well. Um, right. Okay, so let's talk postpartum because okay. that is um, something that is, I think, not spoken about enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about the birthing process a lot. But what, what, are, what is it for those who don't know? And how can we be aware of handling it if it
4: comes up? Okay, so let's clarify. Which postpartum do you mean? The postpartum period, postpartum anxiety disorder? Oh, I meant, yeah, the postpartum anxiety disorder, like depression, that sort of thing. Okay, so when we're talking about what we call PMADs, they are postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. Most people know it as postpartum depression. It doesn't always lend itself to being depression. Um, The things that you hear about on the news, the wild women the the sort of wild stories not women the women are not wild the wild stories of women who jump out of the window with their babies let's say they classify that as postpartum depression that is not actually postpartum depression that's postpartum psychosis and so that is on one end of the spectrum and then there is the baby blues which is at the other end of the spectrum now most i would say probably and this statistic is general of women experience some sort of postpartum baby blues, okay? Because it is such a huge moment in your life. And any birthing person has a a slew of things change for them, okay? Everything from the way they go throughout their day to the anxiety of actually caring for another human being, uh, for their full spectrum of needs, emotional, physical, spiritual and just keeping a baby alive can sometimes cause anxiety. So there is a postpartum anxiety disorder as well. I will say my husband and I every night are like, we kept her
3: alive for one more day. We didn't. Right.
4: That's right. That first year, you're like, oh, I did it. We made it one circle around the sun. Yeah. That's a, a huge accomplishment. Um, but so postpartum anxiety and mood disorders can vary on that spectrum. When you hear about postpartum depression, Typically postpartum depression starts anywhere around six weeks, right? When the hormones have leveled out and you're starting to get into the swing of things. And a lot of it is unnoticed because in our general profession, in our in our medical system, oftentimes what happens, and this is from the past, this we are so much more aware of it now, and we've moved to a whole new uh spectrum of care when it comes to postpartum. Uh, disorders And so, but in the past, it's been more about the baby, less about the mother. So all through your pregnancy, it's all about you. How are you feeling? What's going on? Once your baby's born, it's sort of less about you, more about the baby. And because of that, we tend to miss the signs and signals with women about what's going on. Any woman who's having intrusive thoughts like my life would be my baby's life would be better without me in it. That that's really a big red flag. But someone who doesn't necessarily want to be around their baby, someone who's sleeping uh, next to the baby and ignoring baby signs and signals, those are all big signs. Also, adversely coming into a An immaculate house with a mom who hasn't slept and yet she's bubbly and super happy and everything's going great and there's absolutely no problem. That's a red flag Mm -hmm. for me, too, because, listen, you have a baby. We all know anyone who's ever birthed a baby knows that's not the case. There are going to be some issues. Listen, having you guys in the
3: house right now doing the podcast with the baby is like so much work. It took me hours just to clean the house today because I was had one baby in, the, mm-hmm. in one
4: arm and then vacuuming in the other. Just like, oh, God. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing that helps with postpartum depression or anxiety or even through psychosis is awareness. Having people who love you around you, having help, support, having a postpartum doula, having a newborn care specialist, having family and friends, whatever your village looks like, that's what needs to be surrounding you in this time. And that's going to build up because honestly, sleep deprivation, oftentimes nutritional deprivation, because how are you going to eat with one hand when you got a baby on your breast and you, you know, as you're going to... Who's going to feed you? It's just going to be you. And, and any history of anxiety or depression also needs to be looked at. Most OBGYNs, most midwives, most caregivers will see you at your six-week appointment and ask you these questions. There's a whole scale of questions that they'll ask you how you're feeling. Um, so if they ask you, be honest. If you are really feeling like, oh, I don't want to be around this baby, well, then say that. It's nobody's judging you. We know you love your baby. We know that because you had your baby, okay? So you don't have to worry about anyone judging how you're feeling. How you're feeling is normal. How you're feeling is acceptable. How you're feeling is valid. If you don't tell us, we can't help you. If we can't help you, that's when things go wrong.
3: So if and when our listeners, anyone we know, is feeling this, yes. what do they do? How do they then make sure that they, this is handled?
4: First step, reach out to your partner. Be honest with what you're feeling. If you don't have a partner, reach out to your caregiver, your care provider. If for some reason you can't get in to see your care provider, reach out to your friends. Reach out to a therapist. Reach out. As much as you can. If none of, let's say you're living in captivity and you have absolutely none of those resources available to you, go on the internet. There are so many postpartum care providers who can talk you through this. There's even hotlines, which I can give you the links to if you'd like. We'll have the links in the shout outs, Yeah, Yeah. So that you can reach out and talk to someone and tell them what you're feeling. Because if you keep it inside, it's only going to grow worse. And... Unfortunately, right now, there are people who are suffering from this, who may even be listening right now, feeling like they can't reach out, feeling like they can't say anything because they're going to judge themselves for not loving their baby or not thinking that being a mother is the greatest thing ever. I mean it's hard. Mm-hmm.
3: I think just you talking about it is, is such a big thing because awareness is, is definitely the number one. I have so many friends who'll just say, oh, I'm just, I'm just having the baby blues right now. And I love that they're aware of it, mm-hmm. but I don't know if everybody is. And I think if they were, they would probably cut themselves a little more slack.
4: Absolutely. And baby blues too. Like, let's talk about that. How can I help you? How can I help you is the greatest question you mm-hmm. can ask any woman who's ever had a baby. Okay. Okay especially in those first early months, because if they are having baby blues, maybe they're like, oh, it's just the baby blues. It's just the baby blues. I'm just going to keep pushing it off, pushing mm-hmm. it off, pushing it off. And maybe they need a little extra. Maybe they need some sort of support that is you know, whether chemical, emotional, physical, doesn't matter. Maybe they don't need to keep pushing it off. Like, oh, it's just the baby blues. Mm. Maybe they do need help in another way. How can I make you dinner? Can I take you to a movie? Can I rub your feet? Can I clean your house? For example, can I come over <laughs> when I feel evacu- really bad and yeah, I wasn't that So stop. Right? <laughs> I Laura. mean, the fact that you are showered and makeup on is. A hundred percent above the average. Like what? you
3: said, it takes a village. My mom is here That's and right. that is amazing. <laughs> and she came early and was like, I will help you. What do you need? Because oh, my husband's working and, you know, there's a lot. So you're right. It's about being able to say yes to mm-hmm. when people say, can I help you? And that's Absolutely. hard because as Renee knows, we're really close friends. It's hard for me to do that. I can't always, when people are like, Hey, I think can I've I help you? you yeah, to, yeah you <laughs> like, I, I, My answer is my typical answer is no, I know I got it. And now I've had to learn as mm-hmm. a baby teaches you. Yeah. I could use your help.
4: Can you help me with this? Can you do that? And it's yeah. So babies teach you as well. And be aware as a person who's just birthed a baby that there are going to be those friends who don't want to help you. (laughs) And that's totally fine. That doesn't change your relationship with them because your whole world is now about your baby. But that doesn't mean that their whole world is about your baby. So if they don't come over and be like, hey, can I help you? It doesn't mean that they don't still love you and then they're not still your friends and you can't go still do fun things together. It just means your relationship's going to be a little different now because you've added another person into the mix so try not to hold a grudge if somebody isn't be like oh my god she never came to visit me when i had my baby well maybe she doesn't want to be around your baby <laughs> That's okay. i just
3: can't understand that but anyway right. <laughs> i just want to see the baby no offense I I just love like, you, hey, i love you but where's pop give me the baby <laughs> That's right. hey guys we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back in just a minute
2: and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
3: It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good You want to own iconic luxury items at Unreal Values? The Real Real is the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more. Shop women's and men's luxury fashion as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home for up to 90% off retail. Rest easy knowing that every single item is 100% expert-authenticated by the Real Real's team of brand authenticators, gemologists, orologists, and art curators from around the globe. And find New Arrivals daily online, on the app, or by visiting one of their stores in Soho, West Hollywood, and their newest location, 870 Madison Avenue in New York. You may also visit one of their luxury consignment offices in Chicago, Dallas, Miami, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. New customers will receive an automatic $25 off at checkout when you shop in-store. I've been to the West Hollywood store, and it is just curated perfectly. The prices are unparalleled, and really, the quality of the items is just amazing. So do yourself a favor, shop in-store, online, or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code REAL. That's the RealReal.com promo code REAL for 20% off select items. Support for today's show comes from Bare Minerals, creators of clean beauty. Purity and formulation and uncompromising performance have always been the guiding principles of Bare Minerals because they believe that makeup and skincare should make your skin better, not just better looking. This has been the Bare Minerals philosophy since they began the clean beauty revolution in 1995 with their best-selling original foundation, which offers creamy lightweight buildable coverage. That's naturally luminous. The clean formula is made with only five good for skin ingredients, all minerals, including non-chemical SPF protection makeup. So so pure you can sleep in it and it actually improves your skin over time. It's everything your skin needs and nothing. It doesn't for bare minerals to be clean without compromise means good for skin formulas with proven performance. Like every bare minerals product, it's 100% cruelty free. Better yet, both the original and matte loose powder foundations are available in 30 shades. Upgrade to clean beauty products. Use the foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match. First-time customers will get 15% off when they use the promo code CHALLENGED. That's bareminerals.com promo code CHALLENGED for 15% off your first purchase. Bare Minerals, the power of good. The most important time is now. The importance of feeling professional, polished, and prepared when it counts, right now. Being plugged in and prepared when an opportunity comes up is crucial. And having a business card from Vistaprint is the first step to making something happen. Vistaprint is here to help you own the now with free shipping on any business card in any quantity. That's right, you get to choose whatever style, finish, shape, or paper you like and get free shipping. Because you can pick the fonts, designs, and more, it means you can create something as unique and compelling as your business. You can feel good knowing that Vistaprint uses only carefully selected ink and responsibly sourced paper stocks. Your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed or your money back. Vistaprint wants you to be able to own the now in any situation, which is why our listeners will get free shipping on all business cards, any style, any quantity. Just go to vistaprint.com and enter promo code CHALLENGED for free shipping on all business cards, any style, any quantity. This is a limited time offer, so own the now at vistaprint.com, promo code CHALLENGED. You support our show when you support our sponsors. Rebecca, is there anything else that our listeners can um, take away from this if they're deciding to have a baby, if it's something that they don't know if they want? I, I have some people, some friends who don't know if they want to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Is that is it is it the, is the answer Then no, that you shouldn't if you if you don't know if you want kids because it's such a
4: huge undertaking? Yes, it is a huge undertaking, but the answer doesn't necessarily mean no. Um, having a child is a really personal choice. And unfortunately, in our society, we've gotten to a place where... There are sort of social norms that are expected. You're dating for a little while, you get married. When are you gonna get married? That's the first question, Mm -hmm. right? And then you get married, when are you gonna have a baby? Right. (laughs) Then the next question, six weeks postpartum, when are you gonna have another baby? I think it's so true. Everyone wants to know when you're gonna have another one. I am in this one right now. We are in the trenches. That's right. Like I, I let me get through one stage of life. So unfortunately, we're in that social norm, but uh, I think having a baby, it's such a personal choice. And I think the things to recognize when you are going to have a baby or when you're thinking about having a baby, the things you wanna recognize is how much do I want my life to change? What do I know about a baby? What do I know about my friends who've had babies? What do I want for my future? What do we see ourselves doing in 10 years? If If the answer to that question is, going on a Grecian cruise, partying all night. You can have that with a baby. (laughs) You just have to have a good support system, okay? Mm -hmm. But if you're like, no, we really don't want to have to worry about that support system. We just want to go travel the world. Then maybe a baby's not the best for you. But if you want a baby to travel the world with you, great. Remember, they don't stay babies forever. Mm -hmm. They grow into their own people. And then before you know it, they leave and you're left with each other again. And some women decide to have babies who never get married, who just want to have a baby. That's all valid. If you want to adopt, you're still a still a parent. You're mm-hmm. still doing it. So it's really about personal choice. And I think people need to give themselves a lot of space around this issue and a lot of breathing room because... Just because your mother-in-law tells you it's time for you to have a baby doesn't necessarily mean it's time for you to have a baby.
3: <laughs> I love the
2: mother-in-law
4: great advice.
3: <laughs> so great. Um, I wanted to ask, when you're looking for a doula, for people mm-hmm. out there who are listening who are looking for a doula, that relationship sounds so personal and intimate.
4: How should someone go about that, like finding the right fit, or the right person for them? Well- Dona is the doula organization uh, that I am certified through and that a lot of trained doulas are certified through. So Dona has a list of Dona doulas that you can go and interview and talk to and call. The the most important thing to do is meet many times face to face, Mm -hmm. even if it's just one interview and then maybe another interview at your home or talking about your preferences. Even just FaceTime. Even just FaceTime. But you're going to get a vibe off a a person pretty immediately. And a doula who's going to support you may be different than a doula who's going to support me. So I won't necessarily need a doula who is as hands-on or maybe as as knowledgeable, you know, I I can do an intern doula because I am a doula myself. So I don't necessarily have to have somebody who's a seasoned doula, but someone who maybe struggles with high levels of anxiety or who maybe didn't really know if she wanted to have this baby. Maybe that is the kind of person who needs a more experienced doula, a doula who's had over nine hundred births. Who's walked through many, many, many women through this process? How many births have you experienced? Isn't it over a hundred? No, I I've cared for over a hundred babies, okay, like okay. postpartum, but uh, births. Uh, it's about a, over a dozen, but just oh, about. Wow. So, I- including my own, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: most important. I think one you of should all. get an
4: extra twenty for uh, that. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell my son that when he's older too. <laughs> but uh, so. The interview process of a doula, the meeting, the first prenatal meeting, second prenatal meeting—those are really important. Um, and it, it, doulas can run different ranges as dona, as a dona doula. Our goal is to provide a doula for every woman who wants one, and ultimately, ideally, every woman or every birthing person—not to exclude any of our transgender community. Um, so, I think it's important. That you don't skimp on the doulas. Like if if you are like, well, we like this doula better, but she's a little more expensive. But this doula's just okay. But she's not as expensive. Like this is your birth. We're talking about really invest in what's going to be best for you and your family. That's great advice. Let's talk about itsy bitsy your company. Itsy bitsy. Childcare. So what is it exactly? So Itsy Bitsy is a childcare, uh, LLC. Essentially what I do is provide newborn care, which is postpartum care for families with an, any level of children. You can have one child, you can have two children, twins, triplets. Um, and so I've been in the business now for over 15 years and I started in New York as a nanny and, uh, moved to LA when my sister had twins and, um, was her newborn care specialist for her and sort of moved through uh, the process of opening Itsy Bitsy out here in L.A. Um, and then uh, over the years, my certifications just grow. You know, as as a child care provider, you want to always be learning the newest, most evidence-based information. So I became a birth doula and then I became a lactation counselor educator. And so it just sort of it keeps evolving. You're and, also trained by the Sleep Institute, yes, right? Yes, sleep training. um so, uh, and that is, I'm actually taking another sleep course in November just because there is so much new information out there about sleep training. And sleep is the number one question that I get. Um, how do I get my baby to sleep? Please help me. Can, God, can we, we talk about answers. that? <laughs> yeah. That's important. Yeah. I think that's really important. So sleep is a thing that, that will evolve over time between you and your baby. It's not just one There's not just one method in which to sleep train a baby. There are lots of different methods. Um, So my number one advice is to start sleep conditioning with your child from birth. Expect that they will get into sleep on their own. They'll develop their own rhythms. There's not one right way to do it. If you're a co-sleeping parent, great. If that's what works for you, wonderful. If you're a, I don't want to sleep in the bed with my baby, I would prefer my baby not be even in my room, then totally fine. Not a problem. Uh, if you are struggling with bad habit forming, so for example, like you rock or bounce or swing or sway or use um, accoutrement to get your baby to sleep, um, whether that's you know the mamaroo or the bouncy seat or whatever all it is, of all of the, of the, the things... <laughs> If your baby only sleeps on your chest, all of those things can be easily broken habits. So it's it you do reach out to a sleep trainer though, because there are so many in Los Angeles that are so great and wonderful. And they'll come in your home, they'll build you a plan, they'll tell you what's necessary for you to get more effective sleep. And they'll they'll walk through dietary things with your baby. Maybe there's a reason your baby's waking up every night at 4 a.m. Maybe they're gassy or maybe they need to eat or something is happening. So it's good to have that one-on-one connection with a sleep trainer so that you're not feeling like, oh, I've read all these books and my baby still won't sleep, right? Which is totally possible. Every child is different. Every parent is different. Every relationship is different. So sleep is always the hot button question and it will come. I promise that they will not still be sleeping with you in seventh grade. <laughs> I promise. They'll be sleeping in their own beds. You came and I was
3: like, Laura, we got four hours of sleep. Yes. L- not last night, but the night before. It's a success. And it's crazy how much sleep a baby needs but also how often they can wake up because they're hungry or wet and all that and you're right your brain does not function That's the right. same with lack of sleep.
4: That's right. I'm a different person right now That's because right. of it. That's right. Your your whole gray matter is affected after giving birth and sleep deprivation. It's all it's all changing. But the good news is there there are lots of books out there. 12 hours by 12 weeks, the um, Sleep Happy Sleep Solution. I think they are actually here in LA, based in LA. Um, There's the baby whisperer, healthy sleep habits for happy children. I mean, the list goes on and on and on because this is such a hot button topic. And there are some people who are like, absolutely, I'm going to let my baby cry it out. Then there's some people who are like, absolutely, I do not want to hear my baby cry. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, babies cry. (laughs) That's just sort of a side effect of being a child. That's how they communicate. That's how they expand their lungs. That's how they let you know something's going on. That's how they express themselves. Well, it really is their only form of communication Mm -hmm. for such a long period of life. It really is. Um, And, you know, when they do start to communicate, sleep, there are hiccups there too, you Mm -hmm. know, when they're starting to learn language. Now suddenly their sleep is affected because they're obsessed over the language they're learning. So they're up three times a night talking to themselves or Mm -hmm. they start crawling. Now sleep is affected too, because it's something new. It's like Netflix binging, right? When you want to watch your favorite show and you absolutely can't go to sleep until you see all the episodes, babies are sort of the same way. They're like, I have to learn how to crawl. I want to do it right now, right now. <laughs> Binge watching crawling. Right, exactly. exactly. That so takes Netflix and chill
3: to a whole other <laughs> level. <A whole> <laughs> level. Do you have an opinion on, on letting babies cry it out?
4: Uh, I My opinion is that... Uh, An adjusted extinction method, which is extinction method is what the term we use for cry it out. An adjusted extinction method can be very helpful in certain situations. Um, I myself used it with my son and at 12 weeks, he was sleeping 12 hours. He still sleeps 12 hours a night and he takes a three hour nap during the day. I mean, that's insane. That's incredible. Does it torture though? Goals. I mean... Is it painful to listen to a baby cry for 15 minutes? Yes. But in the grand scheme of things, it's 15 minutes. You know, I never let him cry to the point where I felt like he was in any danger or he had any kind of overload of stress release. And if I felt that his cries were different... Then I just, I'm fussy and I need to sleep and I'm too tired. And his cry sounded more like I'm in pain or I'm scared or something's wrong. Then of course I went in to be there with him and make sure he had everything he needed. But I also made sure he was well fed. He was on a good schedule. He had appropriate naps. Babies need sleep to sleep. So crying it out isn't just the only method. There are lots of other methods, but there are lots of things you have to do to make sure that that's going to happen appropriately. You can't send a hungry baby to bed and let them cry it out. It's unfair. Mm-hmm. But if you if you know your baby's been fed and changed and well-loved and you know, safe and everything you've done up to that point, then letting them cry for a few minutes at a time, I don't feel is detrimental. Mm-hmm.
3: Laura, this is all such valuable information oh, it's and you pleasure. were such a huge help to my husband and I, and I really want, just wanted to share it all with our listeners. Oh, so thank well, you so I'm much so for glad. coming yeah, today. Of course. We So appreciate it. Where can our listeners find you?
4: Uh, itsybitsychildcare.com. There you go. They can reach out also adversely. They can go to baby talk LA, which is, a uh, Uh, how I found you (laughs) right which is how Kayla reached out to us Baby Talk LA is an amazing mommy and me uh, support group and they teach classes for um, expectant parents and Vanessa who runs Baby Talk LA is amazing and she has an excellent team of people so if you live in the Beverly Hills area or you live on the west side and and you want to take a class that's the class I recommend for sure. Great. That, that, that's for our LA listeners there. Yes. yes um, well,
3: LA thank you so listeners. much for joining us. We so appreciate it. And this has been such a wonderful conversation. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. So this was a really special interview for me because having you here, Renee, you were a big part of you saw me through the whole pregnancy <laughs> and we were texting you when the birthing was happening and you've seen Poppy so many times. And then Laura Lee was such a huge part of it, too. So um, this conversation really meant a lot to me. And I think she has so much to share with everyone. Um, And I didn't have a doula. During my birth and if had we had this conversation beforehand, I think I might have changed my mind I was gonna say do you wish you had one and would you have one next time? I wouldn't change the experience that I went through Mm. But I do think that they there's so much value that they bring and Mm. to be quite honest Had I not had a partner that was so involved I think I would have absolutely Needed a doula from day one, but he's very much involved in the research aspect And I mean tanner (laughs) knows about as much as I do about birth now. (laughs) We love (laughs) tanner. What a dream Um, Um, but so your sister just went through all this and I, I really wanted to ask her about the water birth because I thought it was fascinating that she had a water birth. You weren't there for it, but you went back to Australia to see her a few weeks after. Yeah. Um, what did she say that experience was like? I mean, she loved it. And I think just to echo what Laura said, it's the serenity and the feeling of being in the water. Anyone who loves to take baths, I know you're a ritual bath taker like myself, (laughs) that it's just a very comforting feeling. And I think when you're in that kind of situation, which is high stress, that if, if there's anything you can do to put your body in that parasympathetic state in any possible way, then I think that's wonderful. And I think that's what my sister felt for sure was yeah. just that calming Feeling. sensation. Yeah, yeah. and I, I and I also think it would be really wonderful for the baby to be in the womb and then in the water, you know? Mm. I mean, when Poppy was born, initially she was really quiet and her eyes were wide open, but which I think would be a, an amazing way to enter the world. Um, but she wasn't crying and they were a little worried that she wasn't crying. So they just kept like dabbing her with towels and then suddenly her lungs came and man does she have a set of lungs on her. Mm-hmm. She can, she can scream. But I wonder what the experience would have been like in in the water. Or or with a doula. I mean, there's so many different ways to experience birth that I wonder if and when we have another or when you have your first, like what we would choose and would we change it? I might change it up. And I love what Laura said, though, that it is all about choice and Mm -hmm. every birth is birth. So not to have judgment or expectations on what you think it should be. It is going to be what it's supposed to be and you're doing the right thing for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So well put. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that this so conversation as much as we did. And Renee, you are phenomenal. Oh, Please thanks. come back. We would love to have you back. Yeah, um, yeah Candace just needs to keep booking movies. Yeah, she's you I'll just keep, keep coming back. <laughs> totally. We've got an extra mic. You can hop on. <laughs> thanks. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed it and stay tuned. We have another great episode coming up next week. Do actually... as the creators of clean beauty bare minerals is driven by a philosophy that makeup and skincare should make your skin better not just better looking that's why the best selling original foundation is made with only five ingredients all minerals for bare minerals to be clean without compromise means good for skin formulas with proven performance upgrade to clean beauty products use the foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match first time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code challenged bare minerals the power of good you actually challenged want to own iconic luxury items at unreal values the real real is the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like louis vuitton gucci rolex cartier and hundreds more every single item is 100 authenticated and you can access new arrivals daily online on the app or by visiting one of their stores in soho west hollywood and their newest location 870 madison avenue in new york get 20 percent off select items with the promo code real that's therealreal.com
2: luxurious italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.